Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring, from parts unknown, at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! You know, um, one of our Jameses uh, informed me that uh, P.S. Michael Hayes actually did a, a, a full-length LP, not just this single. Huh. So I need to track this down. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's a quest right there. Welcome Especially to Silver. Get it on vinyl. Yeah, I, that's what I, that's what the picture was. So I, I couldn't find it on eBay so far. So I'm gonna have to dig some more. All right, welcome to Silver and Gold. This is the Loaf, and with me, Doctor Zom. Hi guys. Hi guys. Um, I don't even know what episode this is. I never even say that. But this week we're doing uh, a movie called Vitch Hunt. A surprise to find a Paul Schrader movie from 1994. And uh, Bone Tomahawk, the new Kurt Russell weird genre mashed up western. So we'll get to those soon. Dom, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. I, um... I was watching Witch Hunt last night, mm-hmm. my day off, and um, I kept thinking, uh, I was watching hockey, and and I laid down on the floor, which I have a tendency to do. I could live anywhere, because I mean, I could just like sleep on the ground. I just sleep on the fucking, on the hard floor. Do you lay on your uh, back? Because like, if I lay on my side on the floor for too long, it hurts my hips. Yeah, it hurts your hips, but then that's when it's, it's like when you're cooking, that's like a timer that says roll over on your other side. Oh. And sometimes if you put a big pillow between your legs, it keeps your hips from hurting. Oh. But so I started watching Witch Hunt, which we will be reviewing on the show, and I fell asleep an hour in, but I was in and out, and I kept hearing this stuff, and I thought, man, this sounds pretty good, but then I dozed back off. <laughs> well, it wasn't even that movie. Once the movie's over, it just goes starts to Starts playing it, like, YouTube again. Yeah, it starts playing whatever's on YouTube. I don't know what it was, but it was scary. <laughs> I think it was scary. It might have been. Um, Maybe it was just a black kitten under your couch. <laughs> um, I saw, like, you know, you saw uh, the first Avengers movie, right? Yes. And they had those spaceships that kind of looked like a, some kind of a worm or yeah, insect. Yeah, the really big one. And they kind of went like you know what through the air. Well, I was laying in my recliner in the basement. <gasps> that was my yawn button a couple of days ago. <laughs> and um, I I looked over at the wall, which is this paneling that my grandma painted lime green. And I saw this thing that was sort of like that, except it was probably only about as big as maybe my, probably my index finger, maybe smaller. And a portal opened up on that paneling, nice. and it it just went right into it, and then it closed up. 
So, have you been watching uh, Rick and Morty also? Uh, no, I don't even. I mean, you told me what it was, but I'm kind of like, eh, I haven't, I haven't they, delved into it yet. They jump through portals every fucking episode. Yeah, it was like a wormhole. But you know, I started thinking. I wonder if, like, when you're a human, when you're asleep, all the stuff that's really going on. You know, like they come out and check your, all your parts and everything and i wonder if i'm not waking up and seeing the stuff and it's really real like the cat under the fucking couch and stuff you're, you're being tested yeah well yeah you know or yeah who knows but anyway um i, I don't have much to report i had beef tips in gravy and mashed potatoes bob evans mashed potatoes from grocery store and then i bought these beef tips now i've never tried these before but god they were really tender and i farted in here probably an hour ago and then i closed the doors and went in there and was laying on the floor watching tv and when i just came back in i opened the door and it smelled like beef tips what what is a tip where does a tip come from i don't know it might, uh, it, you know, it could be anything. It could be the fucking, the, like the end of their their fucking penis. What if that was? What if what if it was such a delicacy that they took the cow and they they just took a bull, they cut the end of his penis off, and then the rest is just thrown away? Like it's it, it looks like it looks like the end of a penis. Well, I don't know. They just slaughter the bull. They cut off the end of the penis, and then the rest of the bull just gets thrown in the garbage. It it's um. It's like one of those deals where you go to like the deli part or something, or actually it's in like the the frozen section, but um, it's like uh, all the stuff that's pre-made that's probably oh. like I could have got way cheaper. It's like five or six bucks, uh-huh. and if I would have cooked it myself. But it's just – it must be really slow cooked because I could not believe how tender this shit was. And I just felt like I needed like some – I've been eating just like a lot of peanut butter and vegetables – and um, I bought a food processor. Nice. And I need to read the book because everything I put in there, I want it to just chop it up, <laughs> like chop it up. But it it just chops it up like like mulch, like from a lawnmower. You everything to, you got to pulse it. You can't you can't just, you can't just turn it on and just throw shit in there. You got to there's a thing if you go the opposite direction on the dial, it says pulse. So you just got to like vroom, vroom, like crank okay. it a few times. Well, I, I mean, you must only have to do it just a couple times. Oh, yeah. It spins so fast. Like, it, yeah, it'll just I did too things. much. And I've cut my finger twice <laughs> washing the blade. And today I even – I mean I didn't cut it. I just like took a little bit of skin off because that thing is so fucking sharp. But now I had this big bowl and it was heavy full of this uh, like mulch of everything. Yeah. And, and – um, but over the past like – Fucking, I don't know, since we recorded last time, I finally fucking pretty much ate it all. So, I mean, but it's not as satisfying because it's not, I mean, I don't know. It did, it tastes just like, but it's already, like, it's already chewed up. (laughs) It's just like cud. It's cud. (laughs) But you know what? One thing is, um, I don't like, um, hair in my nose. Um, I don't like, uh, I put like peppers in there, but I don't like it when it's, when it's wet. Uh, you know, like down in the bottom of the bowl. Uh, well, that that's gonna happen if you leave it sitting there too long. Well, I think it's if you put anything in there that's that's like a, has a lot of water in it, like celery, or um, or peppers, mm-hmm. to maybe like tomatoes or something. But like if you just put that cabbage and some onions, which is all I care about, and some carrots and broccoli, that's all I want. 
So yeah. I learned my lesson. You know, sometimes you learn your lessons in life. <laughs> Next bowl is will be better. I don't know. You know what? I actually thought about getting my big knife out and just chopping the shit up, but that's the reason I spent $35 to buy that fucking thing. But anyway, somebody... You can make, I, uh, you can make hummus with it. Yeah, that's true. I like hummus, and I and I eat a lot of hummus. You just get, so maybe I'll try that. Yeah, two cans, a couple of cans of chickpeas. You got to buy sesame oil. That's the that's the t- that's the tricky sesame one. Sesame oil. Okay. Um, and Let me write that down. When you, have you, I don't know if you've ever bought natural peanut butter, but uh, sesame oil. Wait a minute! Just, somebody just pulled up out in front of my house in a Model T. <laughs> <laughs> the um, <laughs> sesame oil separates. <laughs> Sesame oil separates like uh, like peanut butter, like natural peanut butter. So you have to stir it a lot. But um, yeah, it's just all it is is chickpeas, um, uh, sesame oil, lemon juice, and whatever else you want to throw in it. Lemon juice. I um, I started using olive oil on my salad or like on my cabbage. Yeah, throw all you can throw olive oil. In there. You can throw garlic in it. Um, but you. With this one, you don't pulse. You want to fucking just smash yeah, it forever until it, it get it really smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cooking with silver and gold. Yeah. <laughs> How to give yourself lonesome, horrible gas. NPR presents. Uh, I had a bullshit week that is not worth mentioning. <laughs> it's just, you know, eh, boring. One of those. Just another week gone closer to death. Yep, pretty much. Yep. If you knew if you knew before that week started that you had a week to live. I, uh, I don't know what, what I, I, I I don't know. Probably not much. <laughs> just <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just sat like around the, and cried about the fact that my life was over. Uh, the the fucking uh Who wrote uh Glengarry Glen Ross? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Mammoth? I is that a David? Is that yeah, a, David Mamet. Yeah. Uh, that movie, Pew, um, Spartan. Um, the, uh, Kilmer was a, a ex, uh, or not? A, well, I guess he's an ex special. Well, no, no, no. He was a, he's some kind of special forces guy or secret service or something. So he's training. He's running these two uh, people, a guy and a girl, through this uh, this uh, some kind of a training, and he's sitting out in the woods with a clipboard and a pen. And the the girl comes running by, and uh, and the guy's supposed to be like chasing her, trying to catch her. So she comes running by, and she takes off. Well, then the guy comes. And I don't know if it was the the Rizza or fucking DMX <laughs> or who the fuck it was. I can't remember. It was the guy that well, I think was in uh, Sniper Two or Three with Tom Berenger. But anyway, um, he's like out of breath and all this stuff. And Val Kilmer just looks at me and goes, "You had your whole life to prepare for this." Why aren't you ready? And it's like, you think about that, okay. From the time the guy was born, if he would have been training. <laughs> Sorry, Val. Poor Val. Val Val seems like uh, he's either sick and trying to have people like think he's not sick or something. Because he posts this stuff and he lost like tons of weight. Yeah. I thought they thought he had cancer. Everybody kept saying they thought he had cancer. But he's a Christian scientist and they I don't think they do the uh They don't get they don't go do the medicine and shit, right? Yeah, the doctor stuff, so I don't know. And then uh also uh this is this is just, you know, I guess we can be sort of like a regular group since we're a movie group and when movie events happen or something, uh was Gunnar Hansen? Oh yeah, he died this like, week. Uh, 
Leatherface died. And then I thought I read somewhere like one of the newer guys that played Leatherface kind of was being not like being kind of a dick about it. Or oh, something. no, it was Tom Savini. Oh, was it Savini? It's Savini was. Yeah, I forgot what he said, but basically was bitching about like when I die, like something it was bitching about fans, basically like if you don't know me. Then don't bother. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. That was Tom Savini said that. He's, I yeah, but I, it, there was something about one of the newer Leatherface guys said something kind of callous, and then everybody was pissed about uh, saying, you know, that he he showed that he's a jerk and fuck him. Because you got to fit. Well, I don't know. Maybe he had a bad experience with Gunnar Hansen. I never met the. No, guys, it wasn't so. because of Gunnar Hansen. It was like it was it was addressed in a different direction. It was a, it was in reaction to Gunnar Hansen, but it wasn't. Oh, and here's the. Let's see, I'm reading his thing. Oh man, he's so this he's apologized like four times on Facebook, apparently. He's going to go to one of these movie conventions, and some nerd's going to come up and. <laughs> what would a nerd do? Attack to him, him with a Conan a Conan the Barbarian sword. Yeah, but not really. He would just like. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe he he must have deleted the other post. But he has got this other one, like, let's get something straight. I love my fans, every one of them, blah, blah, blah. So he's posted a few times that kind of thing on Facebook now, too. Uh, you know, the best thing you can do when somebody dies, it's like when uh, Don Fargo, the wrestler, died, uh, uh, like, what, last week or something. Did he really? I, couldn't, and, I didn't see that. Yeah, he died. He, I was sitting there reading. I, I have his, the, his book in the uh, in my bathroom, so when I'm taking a shit, I read it. Because uh, I never did finish the I just was reading it, read it, you know, because I take quick shits. Um <laughs> I just read a little bit at a time, and uh, I was sitting in there reading, and I'm almost to the end, and he died. Well, um, he fell down at home or so. He'd been sick, and he fell down at home, and, and then after they took him to the hospital, and I guess it just went real downhill. When you get really old like that, I've, I've yeah. heard that happen to several people when they take you to the hospital, and if it was just you or me, we'd recover, but they just everything starts shutting down. But anyway, the part I was on was the part which I did not know. Uh, where he joined the KKK. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, great. Wasn't but it like, just like by oh, accident or something? And, huh? Didn't he say it was by accident or something? I can't remember, but he was, he just was sort of like, you know, ah, we never really did anything bad, and, you know, we didn't do anything <laughs> and all this and that. But then, you know, that's like when he would talk about wearing a swastika and stuff. So, you know, when he died, you know, you could kind of easily get on there and say, well, you know, this guy was a member of the KKK and everything, but you're, you're better. When somebody dies, you're just better off to shut the fuck up. Yeah. It, it, you know, if you say something, say something later on or before, right. but if it went right when they die, you just kind of look like a dick. Unless it's, let's see, I'm trying to think who, there was somebody that died. I don't know. I mean, if somebody's like a fucking wife beater or something, <laughs> or uh, I don't know. I usually just don't say one thing or another. He was he was an he was fucking uh, for, for I mean you know white trash guy fucking couldn't read or write and you know it, it, that kind of stuff is bred from ignorance so I yeah. mean you know but uh, I I think he could, he apologized for a lot of it but you know who knows what's in someone's heart nobody now he's worm food look into your heart Instagram. <laughs> Uh, did you watch that one clip that I posted uh, with Werner Herzog doing a part in the Rick and Morty episode? 
what was that on? On Sylvan Gold? Yeah, when I posted that, I was watching it. No, I didn't see it on there because, I mean, fuck, who the hell goes to that group? Yeah, for real. (laughs) What have you been watching this week besides hockey? (laughs) It's going to be a short show. (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay. I watched. Okay, 2004's Peter Chelsom, directed and written by Masayuki Xiao and Audrey Wells. And it's a movie called Shall We Dance, starring Richard Gere, Jennifer mm. Lopez, and Susan Sarandon. Mm. It's a pretty good movie. Stanley Tucci's yeah. in there. Uh, I didn't watch that much of it. It was on. <laughs> I don't like Jennifer Lopez, uh, but... I will say this: She has a if she shuts her fucking mouth, and uh, like sometimes she can look very. When she was in um, U-Turn with Sean Penn, Powers Booth, Nick Nolte, and them, uh, that was like maybe the first thing she was in. She I didn't. That was before she became a fucking diva, right? And nobody knew who she was, and she was sexy. She's still sexy, but she just fucking that diva shit. I don't like that crap. Bit, <laughs> you know, if you're, uh, I was gonna say a bitch, but I mean, man or woman. If you're an, well, I guess man can be a bitch too. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> finished season three of Justified, and it was very fucking good. Uh, Neil McDonough stole the fucking whole thing, and that's hard to do because Timothy Oliphant is fucking awesome. Um, so I finished that one up, and I started watching Peaky Blinders, uh, which is uh, the uh, a um, BBC TV show. I've only watched one episode, ah. um, and it has Sam Neill and uh, uh, is it Killian Murphy? Killian, yep. Yeah, I always wonder if it's Killian or Cillian, but I guess it would be Killian if it's uh, more uh, Irish. Yeah, um, that's like Celtics. The Boston Celtics, but maybe the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I that, that always confused me, but whatever. Um, I don't think I watched anything else. Oh, well, wait a minute! I know I, I fucking just put something in there. Dig <laughs> it? Hey, dig it? Yeah. that might be it. I could scroll back through the group, maybe see if you posted no, any no, more no, pictures. No, no. I didn't watch that much. I watched yeah. a lot of again hockey. Who's and, Harry Crum? Did you watch that? I, I just maybe like. 15 minutes of it (laughs) going to sleep. I turn the TV on. I leave the TV on for the dogs while I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. Like if I have them in the house, in the house and some of these, these sneaky, um, sneaky, uh, electric men must've snuck out here sometime. And I don't know when they can, when they did it because my dogs are usually out in the fence in the yard and uh, they snuck in my yard and fucking replaced my electric meter, which is great because they would send me a thing all the time and say, we're going to shut your electric off because we can't – they come out every uh, other week – or I mean I'm sorry, every other month and do an exact reading of your meter. Well, I still had this old analog meter. Oh. And uh, they would, the dogs would be out there, and they couldn't see it, so they would get pissed. <laughs> They'd send me a nasty letter, and then I'd have to go out and read the meter and call them. Well, now they have this one that has a barcode, and I, and it's digital, yes. and I think they can just shoot it with a laser thing and read it. So nice. It's awesome. Technology can be good. For the win. Dig it. Um, I didn't watch a lot either. Um, in one of my uh, really bored um i'm either gonna stare at the wall or the tv nights i i put on 
Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness all in a row. <laughs> I didn't even pause. I just like even I would left I would leave the movie playing when I had to go piss or anything too. I just I just powered right through. I've seen all I've seen all of those multiple times and the Evil Dead's kind of the that's weird. It says it says it's rated NC seventeen on IMDb. I'm surprised. Um, and it says Evil Dead two's rated X. That's weird. I, mean, I wonder if it's because of the gore, but. It couldn't be anything else. There's hardly any profanity in it. And I like, need to see that. I saw the first Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, but I heard that Evil Dead Two Evil Dead was 2 better is, than Evil Dead One. Yeah, Evil Dead was like it was was didn't have the comedy part of it. Uh, Evil Dead Two introduced well because you you saw what Ash becomes in mm-hmm. Army of Darkness, so you can see that start to happen in Evil Dead Two. Oh, I feel sick. In the first one, it's just <laughs> in the first one, he's kind of just scared and. Uh, you know, it's he's a different character. Um, really, Evil Dead Two doesn't even have to be a sequel. Like they, they're almost like they're almost the same story. Mm-hmm. It's like Evil Dead Two is almost like a, just a reimagining of Evil Dead. Um, I watched. Uh, then I watched nothing all week until yesterday. Um, I watched. Well, I watched a lot of Rick and Morty. I finished season two also, so I've watched twenty mm-hmm. episodes of that in like a week. <laughs> um. It's a fucking hysterical show. Um, well, God damn it! Now I feel like I'm missing something. You it, you can watch it um, if you have Hulu. You can watch the first season and the second season's on Adult Swim's website. Okay. Yeah, and um, and then I watched. Uh, I've been watching. Uh, I went finally. I'm finally going back to old Doctor Who. I've been watching mm-hmm. the the Key to Time. Uh, it's like season sixteen. It's like the whole season is one long story and. Uh, uh, Douglas Adams, the guy that did uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, did one of the one of the stories. It was pretty good, called the Pirate Planet. So yeah, it's been fun. Apparently, I was eating the Tensor Fascia Latte inserted in the Fascia Lata, the connective tissue covering the quadricep femoris, also called quadricep extensor. So the beef tip is is actually from the bottom sirloin subprimal cut. It's a small triangular muscle. Meh. Dig it. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think about it. So this movie, or this game, uh, Fallout 4, came out this week. And um, it's like a post-apocalyptic kind of game, but it's got some like campy looking elements to it. But in reading some about it, I've never played any of the Fallout games, but um, in reading about it, um, somebody mentioned, uh, one of the articles mentioned this movie, Radioactive Dreams. Mm. Um, this has Michael Dudikoff in it and then a bunch of other people I didn't recognize. Oh, George Kennedy's actually in it too, but not for long. Um and it's kind of, uh, it's weird. I, I was disappointed when I started it and saw that Albert Pune directed it because he kind of blows. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it actually ended up having at times kind of, it kind of felt like Witch Hunt a few times because it's it's supposed to be set in like 20, 2001, 15 years after uh, uh, the nuclear war, a nuclear war in 86. And it's these two kids that have been locked away in a in a bomb shelter for 15 years and now they're both finally leaving the bomb shelter for the first time into the world but they have 
only ever like watched old like Philip Marlowe stuff. Oh. So they both think they are they want to be PIs. So they're going out and like they're gonna. It's it's not very good though. I was I was excited about how it started, um, but the comedy and it's really kind of I don't know. It, it was an interesting idea, but it ended up being kind of boring by the end. You hold your nose and go P. Yoon. P. Yoon. Albert P. Yoon. Uh, Knuckles Madsen. What? Knuckles Madsen. Knuckles Madsen. Is he a wrestler? I don't know. I don't it says know he's name. an entertainer and he has a WWE thing and he's got a picture with Viscera. I've never heard of him. Oh well, maybe it's somebody's trying to make. Maybe a he's name. in NXT. Let me see his face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in NXT right now. Oh okay. I recognize his face. Knuckles Madston. It's a strange name. Uh, let's see. And the only other movie I watched, um, actually inspired by uh, Bone Tomahawk, was Ravenous. Yeah, that's a. I thought that was a good kind one. of a an interesting movie there. I didn't know. I didn't. I, I this one had been floating around for. Well, it's made in '99, so it had been floating around me for quite a while. But I that's watched it on Netflix, and uh, it's this is Guy Pierce and Robert Carlyle. I think this was before Robert Carlyle was in that one of those dead movies, the Twenty Eight Weeks yeah. Later, or Days Later, whichever yeah. one he was in. Oh yeah, Twenty Eight Weeks Later was two thousand seven. I thought it was earlier than that. Um, it was after the Full Monty though, and Train Spotting. So he'd already made a name, but um, he's really good in it. And uh, David Arquette is is thankfully not in it a lot, <laughs> but he also ties. So I watched two cannibal themed David Arquette movies this week. <laughs> Wendigo. Wendigo. He's a, it, what? Remember the Wendigo from uh, X Men, the yeah. big white uh, yeah thing. You know the thing about the Wendigo is. Um, it, they just had one in uh, like Wolverine or X-Men or whatever. Right. And now I guess there's supposed to be like a whole bunch of them. It's like a like – a, And now it's a race instead of a one person. Yeah. They always fuck things up. <laughs> it's like, they do. They fucking take shit and they just fuck it up. It's like don't change something if it ain't broken. Somebody said that once. I wonder who said that. I see the I see a, a thing you just commented on for a Happy Saturday. So, what's that? What do you mean, Roxy Delight? Oh yeah, her butt. <laughs> I love her. Um, but that was it. Ravenous is the last <laughs> thing I watched. So. I wonder if my mom sees all that stuff. I'm sure she probably does. Is she friends with you on Facebook? Yeah, she sees it. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I like butts. You know what? I, I click on all that stuff just so no one will know that I am gay. <laughs> That's my dad has suspected that for years. What? What? Really? I don't know. Ah. Um, I like men. That's the thing, you know. You know, honest to God, if I was, I would like admit it because I wouldn't care. But it's like when I see like a gay porno, I can't even hardly jack off. <laughs> it's really tough, isn't it? Well, you know, <laughs> guys' feet are gross. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> Like Chuck Connors, I saw that fucking thing where he was that guy was giving him head before he became famous in like a uh, old fashioned porno from like it was like a uh, silent black and white porno. <laughs> Chuck <laughs> Connors, and yeah, I mean he was young. Well, he was like a two sport. He played for the Celtics, and I think he played for maybe the Red Sox. No, the Dodgers. The Dodgers, right? He was yeah two sport. He guy. always wore that stupid and, uh, Dodgers hat in every fucking movie he was in. <laughs> 
Yeah, but he was only he he seemed like he was a pitcher in this movie I saw. <laughs> Not a catcher. Yeah, big hands, big feet. Guys are gross. I'm Guys serious. Gross. I'm gross. Like right now, I I was looking the other day and I was like, you know, I was looking at a picture from like, and it was only like from like ten years ago, but I looked good. Oh, now I'm just an old. Well, fuck, I'm in trouble then because in ten years I'll be your age and I already look like shit. So. Oh, well, and then I had a stress test where they put all these sticky things on you with wires yeah. and you have to ride a treadmill and they inject this dye into your your vein and everything. And um, so I had to shave before I went in. I shaved with my clippers all the hair off my chest mm-hmm. and my gut, and now I look like a shaved pig. <laughs> I did get my hair cut today. I am finished. I will because here's one thing. I'll tell you what. what, Here's here's the deal. Let me tell you something, people. Huh? Let me tell you something, people. When I looked good, I had no fucking problem with like I I had like confidence and everything, and and like if I was out with the chick and we started going at or whatever, man, I'd get naked in a heartbeat because I was lifting weights, looked good and everything. (laughs) Now I'm just like ugh. You know, there's just I don't even. Ugh, I make myself fucking sick. <laughs> just, just lay on the floor. It'll be okay. Yeah, no, nothing looks. I mean, you know, bald, fat, fat neck, bags under my eyes, fucking big feet, skinny legs, just fucking gross. I got new. I got new glasses this week. It kind of improved my I overall like. New glasses. From like the nose up, I look pretty good right now. Those motherfucking <laughs> things are expensive. Yeah, I, I, I glasses. I haven't got them yet, but I I went and had an eye doctor appointment, and I I picked out my glasses. Now the frames, of course, aren't that expensive. No yeah. matter what ones you get, I go to get rung up, and it was like three hundred eighty-seven dollars. Yeah, luckily I have really good eye coverage. I got I got a pair of sunglasses this time. The first prescription pair of sunglasses I've had in like a decade. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I got cool. some new like old man looking sunglasses. There's a guy that we're at work that's 73 years old, and I showed him the glasses. He's like, "I think I wore those same ones in the 50s." <laughs> yeah, it's like, you son of a bitch. Nothing wrong with that. What goes around comes around. Ted DiBiase used to say that all the time. Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Teddy DiBiase. But anyway, I'm not that gross, man. Let me tell you something. I think I'm still fucking hot. Well, good for you. I guess that makes one of us. Yeah. I still need to change. I need, still need to change my intro name to Loaf because I'm just. I, I got to change. See, here's something. what. Here's what you got to do when you're when you get gross when you when you start thinking, man, I don't look as good. I look gross. Then you go after women that are a, a few notches below like your standards, and they think you're George Clooney. Dude, dude let me tell you, I could get. I would get. I could get turned down by anybody. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, I had some some woman tell me that she wanted like. She wanted me to take my shirt off, and she was going to rub, like, oil on my muscles. There you go. <laughs> she wasn't somebody I wanted to rub oil on my muscles. <laughs> oh. She's nice. She'd make a good buddy. She'd make – well, she was – let me think. If she was more along the – not Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> she was – wait, wait. She was past like Abdullah the Butcher? Huh? Is she, was she past Abdullah the Butcher? She was more built like Rikishi Fatu. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. She'd give me the stink face. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh. 
probably would. No, she was nice, but I'm not interested in that. And I used a fake name, and and uh, it was on a dating website. I, I'm just I was just on there because I was bored and just was on there talking. God, I don't even I don't even feel like trying. <laughs> oh, it's bullshit. It's stupid. Ugh. Anyway, uh, that's that's. Well, no, why don't we take a break and just actually talk about some more movies? Yeah, uh, let's get this shit over. This what do, stupid. What do we want to do? What do we want to do first? Witch Hunt or Bone Tomahawk? Uh, I don't care. Let's do Witch Hunt. Okay. We'll take a break and talk about some Hoppa. We'll be right back. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you <laughs> took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him <laughs> for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Well, she's a great big fan person. You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebags. What kind of sad bastard shit that I picked this week? <laughs> My life! <laughs> uh, I laugh just so it doesn't hurt as bad. <laughs> Alright, that's enough of that. Uh, witch Hunt! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> witch Hunt. I, got, I need to go and get in the frame of mind and watch more Rick and Morty. <laughs> That'll make me laugh. that next week. That'll make me smile. Jesus. Yeah. My penis is shrinking too. I think. <laughs> it's no, it's not that. It's when your gut gets bigger, it just the cock looks smaller. No, you know, like, uh, you know, when it's cold and your, and your dick like gets really small. Oh, you got the, the acorn going. Yeah, it'll be at work, and I'm always <laughs> adjusting because I feel like my little nub is like kind of getting askew. <laughs> Uh, Nub, nubby. Uh, Witch Hunt, 1994. Um, <clears throat> in a twisted 1950s where everyone does magic. <laughs> a private detect, a private dick. That's what they kept, That was the joke in um, in Radioactive Dreams. They kept saying, "I'm a big dick," and then and then people would say, "Yes, you are." And it was not. It was not even funny the first time. <laughs> um, Still not. <laughs> A, pr- a private dick investigates a murder case without it. <laughs> Directed by Paul Schrader. Starring Dennis Hopper. Starring Penelope Ann Miller. Starring 
She didn't take her top off in this. I was surprised because I'm pretty sure she's shown her boobies before. Um, starring Eric Bogosian, who reminded me of a poor man's. Uh, oh shit. Um, what's the guy's name that was in Mash? And long goodbye. Your mom likes him. Mash. Not Mash Mash. the TV show, Mash the movie. Elliot Gould? Elliot Gould. He reminded me of Elliot Gould for some reason. Mm. Maybe it was the curly hair. I don't know. Yeah, probably the curly hair. Um, Anyway. Bro. This was, like I said, I was surprised this was by Paul Schrader. This was made uh, for HBO. Zom, what did you think of Witch Hunt? Well, I have never seen this, and this is kind of a surprise because I'm about I am was slash Dennis Hopper fan. Um, so this is like a completest thing, you know. There yeah. are there are a couple of like his later things that I have not seen yet, but um, one of the reasons I wanted to review it was um, I'm trying to think where I uh, I was just looking up his movies. And I saw this, and I was like, you know, I never did see that. I think I rented it one time, and I didn't watch it or mm-hmm. something. And um, I started reading um, some of the reviews on Embda, and I thought, you know, hey, you know, maybe I'll uh, – like you said, Paul Schrader's, you know, pretty good director. And uh, – and, um, Oh well, yeah, I mean, and all the shit that he's written. I don't – He did he write this? No, somebody named nah. Joseph Doherty wrote this. I'm going to look at him they they one of the reviews said that this was one of the movies where hopper wasn't playing dennis hopper he's and you know what's sad is now that i shaved my chest and my stomach i'm looking down at my shins and there's all this hair all over it and it looks really gross it looks like i'm dirty (laughs) (laughs) wait is it is it discarded hair from your chest or is it actually hair growing on your shins i think it just no, it's just hair on my legs. Okay, I thought you were like, I thought you would still were like, still had hair clippings on yourself. No, what's funny is like on the out. Now that I'm getting older, on the out, my dad was the same way. Uh, on the outside of your legs, like especially like my ankles have almost no hair on them. It's like it all fell out <laughs> for some reason. But like the insides of my calves, the insides of my knees, and the insides of my thighs up to my Peter. Uh, <laughs> Are hairy, but like on the outside, it's almost. <laughs> God, it's speaking of inside outside. I got out of the chair today, and I clipped the inside of my right ankle on it as I was walking by. Like hit the fuck out of it, and then oh. I hit hard enough where it bounced. My like foot bounced the completely like the off bone. the chair, and then my other the other side of my ankle hit the coffee table. So now I have I'm, I'm missing skin on both the inside and outside of my ankles. <laughs> From the same Maybe wound. It's that little worm, flying worm thing. I think it got me. Oh, or the cat. I don't you know. know. We, talk, we talk. We talk about that black little kitten, black little kitten going under the couch. Um, and if you, if you're a silver and gold listener, you, you you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, you have to go back to last week. Um, but then that could be kind of like something that would happen in this movie. Yes. Oh, or um, what was the one where they said if uh, if you saw something. Um, oh, it was the Matrix where they saw the cat and they saw it twice. And it was oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's my life. Didn't something like that uh, happen in Inception also? Yeah, uh, I they think so. They saw something weird, or 
I think I think I'm laying in a vat of goo right now, and this you know is just a program. Um, what is a shitty program? Hey, I want to wake up. <laughs> um, the the somebody said that this was one of the f- movies uh, that Dennis Hopper did where he's actually playing a part and not just playing you know his usual using his own charisma and playing his. But I didn't see that that much, you know. To be honest with you, he dressed um, a lot. He looked a lot like his character from Blue Velvet. Yeah, yeah. This this was um, when Hopper finally. Okay, what year was Blue Velvet? Uh, was that like eighty seven? Eighty seven. I think. Okay, I'm, I'm, he, I'm gonna look it up. I think Blue uh, 86, Velvet. Eighty six. And um, let me look here real quick. This is just a shitty show. Shitty show. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, when he. I believe that Blue Velvet was the first movie that he did when he finally got out of rehab, finally got off of drugs and drinking <laughs> and everything and got straight got straightened out. So he had a resurgence uh, uh, uh popularity and getting a lot of work because there for a while he wasn't getting any work because he was persona non grata. Uh, I think that's Latin. Um, is that Latin? No, it's Spanish. Uh, Spanish? Okay, whatever. It's Who cares? Latin. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, to get to, to the movie, um, the it just sounded intriguing because uh, that, like you said, like in the in the uh, synopsis or the tagline about people, it's like a, a they're doing another, magic. Yeah, it's another kind of an alternate world where in the fifties. Uh, they just, people discover magic and people start using it in their daily lives and everything. And um, I like how on the a, cover it's it's Hopper, and then it's like the the chick who transforms. You see her for like thirty seconds in the movie. <laughs> she didn't and, even have a line. Uh, well, and to be honest with you, when she was there and she uh, had the big boobs, yeah, I found her more attractive than Penelope Ann Miller. <laughs> who plays the main girl Kim, who is supposed to be this like almost like a Marilyn Monroe uh actress. Mm-hmm. Uh and there's a time and I hate when they do this. Like she goes and leans she goes to Hopper's uh private detective. His his, his name is uh H. Philip Lovecraft, so right. H. P. Lovecraft. That's a nod to Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. But um he's a he's a private investigator and um, she goes to his office to hire him for a job, and then she leans over his desk, and she's supposed to be this famous, like I said, like Marilyn Monroe type actress. She leans over his desk, and you're you're supposed to, he's supposed to be like egog over her cleavage, but she, Penelope Ann Miller does not have big boobs at all, and she and so when she leans over, she barely has any cleavage, and it's like, eh, whatever. They could, I, what I'm saying is, I think they could have cast that a little bit better. Um, she has always been kind of a, for me, a serviceable actress. She's not bad yeah. in roles, like she was in Carlito's Way, but she's nothing. And I think her career, her her and like Gretchen Maul, their careers kind of like panned out that way where they got a push and worked a lot, but they really weren't that over, you know, I don't think. So maybe they were blowing some Hollywood producer or something. <laughs> so anyway, um, she explains to um, uh, Lovecraft that um, she she was like the main 
headliner, the big star of this studio, and she got shit canned and for this other girl, and uh, and she wanted him to kind of look into to find out what the fuck's going on, and and uh, her husband is the producer, N.J. Gottlieb. Right, and he was a fucking you know he was he was good, but but that's one thing about this movie they do they do try and uh, you know kind of play it like it's a early fifties and or like, like a, yeah kind of, they they talk like it's film noir yeah it, it has a very stylized uh, uh, they have a very stylized way of giving their lines yeah so you kind of have to to. Uh, get in that frame of mind like this producer and everything he's he's so stereotypical you know big uh, uh blowhard hollywood producer and yeah. everything but but it does go for the noir style as far as the dialogue as far as the way they dress the cars and everything uh except it it would be like if philip marlowe was thrown into this world of magic and kind of like a sci-fi kind of a deal occult uh thing and um so Hopper, his whole sh- uh, shtick is he's a tough, you know, uh, private dick, but he never uses magic. He refuses to use it. While everybody else is doing all this stuff, he's the the kind of the straight guy. It'd be like if everybody was doing, you know, drinking and doing drugs and everything, and he's, uh, what you call it, um, straight edge or whatever. Was it, um, was it on Wikipedia that it said this is a sequel to another yeah, with Fred Ward. Fred Ward played the same role, but he Which I kinda I kinda would like to see that now that I've seen yeah. this. Not that, you know, it was great or anything. Yeah. Not giving anything away, but uh, spoiler alert. I always <laughs> like you know, I like Fred Ward too. I like the concept of of uh of this movie and I guess the other one, if it's the same character and the same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh it's it's an interesting uh th- uh concept that the, how they do this. Now um the the gist of it is it's kind of like um when they're talking about um it's like the red scare with the communist yeah, and McCarthyism Hulk. and all that stuff. Okay. And then there's it's almost like a play on words where the McCarthy uh McCarthyism, McCarthy era uh witch hunt uh for communists. So they took that and kinda I think ran with it and said, Well, we'll actually have a witch hunt. Um and um, so that's another interesting thing. I think, well, to be honest with you, back in the in in this time period and even today, uh, HBO was doing pretty good stuff. Yeah. And uh, uh, now this one, um, because it was on HBO, I would have thought that made well, especially today. If they would have made it today, it would have had more sex in it. Yeah. Uh, nudity and language and violence where and I was kind of surprised that it didn't have that much of that at all, if any, um, because one it was topless like, scene near the end. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's it's kind of it's pretty straight, it's pretty yeah. straight place and everything. Couple couple. Um, she said she's she makes a, a, a comment about getting fucked in the producer's office. Yeah. But, you know, who, but who I would, mean, this this almost could have been a PG-13. Yeah. Um. Hopper, for me, it's it's um it may I just wonder if he wasn't uh, because of it being a noir like nineteen fifties movie if he wasn't playing it a certain way because of that because I've seen the guy act and he was fucking phenomenal like in Hoosiers yeah. and uh, 
blue velvet and and i mean there was lots of i mean you know i easy rider i mean he 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 kind of played second fiddle to peter fonda but he was the you know like a speed freak and uh, and um uh, american friend uh vim vendor's movie he was really good in that in this he just kind of seemed like he the, like the one guy said oh this is one of his you know, more interesting roles because he's playing the actual part instead of playing Dennis Hopper. But I thought he kind of played it kind of stiff. Hey, you know, he phoned not, it in a little for him. Yeah, anyway. nothing really impressive. Now he he said this was the weirdest movie, the strangest movie he ever appeared in, which is pretty fucking a pretty big. Uh, did he forget uh, about Blueville? <laughs> did he forget about Apocalypse Now, where they went to the Philippines and overshot, and he was on drugs the entire time? And you know, wait, did, uh, did, did we do another Hopper movie where he was like uh, trying doing something with a gold mine? Did we do that one, or did I just watch it? Oh, God, I can't remember if we did that or not. Not sure. I'll look it up the name of it and see if I can figure it out. We we may have. I I mean. Hmm. I'm trying to think what it would be if Mad Dog Morgan or um see. Yeah, see if you can find it. I'll yeah, continue. Yeah. Um so anyway, he goes to investigate. He has a um uh some friends that work with him, work close with him, or that are associates that use magic. One of them is um I can't remember what her name is. The uh uh Cheryl Lee Ralph, who plays Hip Hip. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hippolita Kropopkin. Okay, and she's <laughs> she helps him out a lot and they're pretty close, but uh he doesn't like her he doesn't that's one thing I thought was funny was he would refuse to use magic, but then he would have other people use it for him or to help him, which kind of seems contradictory. Um Julian Sands is in this, and he plays one of the villains, um, and he's like a, a – was it Magus mag, – mag, is it M-A-G-U-S? I never could know how to say the that. The last movie is what I'm thinking of. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That did, was – Did we do shit. that? Uh, Will and Sammy did. Oh. I don't think we did because I thought it was a piece of crap. <laughs> Uh, that was the movie that sunk his career after Easy Rider. Kurt <laughs> Blanche, he went to Peru, got high with fucking all his friends, and you know, Ugh, I don't. God, it was Will bad. and Sammy loved it. They thought it was a masterpiece. I thought it was a piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't like. Uh, it. I, we must have just talked about. It. I didn't like it either. It's very, uh, yeah, it was just crap. Um, but Julian <laughs> Sands is in this, and I recognized him from um, Leaving Las Vegas. He was um, uh, Elizabeth Shue's pimp. Uh, they got this to uh, beat her fine ass <laughs> for, for, oh, for her money not being right. <laughs> so anyway, um, you see a lot of familiar faces in this, uh, people that you probably don't even know who the fuck they are, but yeah. you see a bunch of times. Um, Hopper gets involved in um, trying to find out what the fuck's going on with this uh, with this whole <laughs> this whole deal with Penelope Ann Miller. Um they don't have a, very much chemistry at all, I don't think. I thought she was pretty fucking stiff. I thought Hopper was pretty fucking stiff. Uh, Eric Bedrosian, um, <laughs> he might have been the best part of it. Yeah, he he was he was good in um, talk radio, and he was on uh, Law and Order: Criminal Intent. Um, he's, you know, uh, 
he he plays the scuzzy, scummy politician pretty well. Yeah. And um, I like how, like you said, with the McCarthy era thing. Yeah, he's uh, kind of he's the big he's the big voice against magic, quote yeah. communism. Get, uh, get Senator Crockett is his Hollywood. name. What's that? It seems like you know his big thing was get ma- magic out of Hollywood. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. And he kind of manipulates uh, the situation and actually kind of uses Hopper because uh, um, he Hopper gets his friends to help him, but then Bedrosian has like an, another agenda. You, you, now you also see you ever uh, that uh, chick Debbie uh, Mazar. She played the manicurist at the beginning, and she she has like a, I don't know if I would say like a Betty Page. She tries to go for that kind of look. Yeah, I don't know where she was in. She's been in where I've seen. Of, yeah, because she's been in a lot of stuff, and I've like, but like I recognize her face, but then I look at the movies, and I'm like, I don't remember in any of those. Yeah, maybe she maybe she had roles similar to this one where it's just like she's yeah. just there briefly. She, she's one of these people that just has a really distinct look, and you'll see her in this. Um, now. Not to get, you know, the special effects in this are pretty <laughs> uh, dodgy. They're, they're made for TV. Yeah, they're made for TV. You know, they do the best they can, I guess, and, and you have to consider the time. They didn't have, probably have a very big budget or anything. Um, my thing about this movie was, okay, I thought it a, a very interesting concept. I like Dennis Hopper. I always have. I, I like Paul Schrader. Um it's not that great. Um, if it was made today and they had somebody, you know, really tighten up the script, use some real, make it really dark. Yeah. See, I th- that's another thing. I thought it would be a lot darker and a lot nastier. It would be like, like Hellblazer or Constantine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's it's not, but if they would redo it and, and maybe like make this one and the one, like I said, the one with Fred Ward, I'm going to take a look at it anyway, just because I'm I'm curious as if since it's the same character, um, I think they somebody could really do something really great with this and make it really cool. Uh, I need to go read some more read Hellblazer again. It's been a long time. It, it, it's just kind of. Um, it didn't blow me away at all. It's not horrible, but it's yeah. just kind of like, eh. It was pretty average. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't honestly have a ton to add. I, I did like. There was one set that I liked a lot in it. The um, when he's kind of on the trail of, and it, and it, it kind of fo- it follows the whole like Philip Marlowe's type story where it's always with these private investigator movies. They're hired for one thing, but then stumble into something a lot bigger, mm-hmm. and that happens here too. Um, but the um the when he goes to the the whorehouse with the transsexual what mad, madam that runs it yeah that was actually i was i was wondering at first when i, I was like is that a dude and it is i looked it up first came out singing yes yeah uh, it was a guy named john epperson um but when she first came out i was i was the same way i was like that's an interesting looking lady <laughs> but I thought oh, the lip syncing she was. Yeah, so. I thought the set looked pretty good there because it was like a temple or a castle inside that was a nice mm-hmm. look. But um, the I wish they had done more with like the zombie thing. Although the 
that was a really kind of almost out of place moment when he gives the line, "Zombies are they're strong as hell, but very very bad lateral <laughs> yes. movement." And it was such a weird moment when the when the zombie falls down and like the steam comes out from behind his eyes. I was like, "What the hell was that?" That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, but, uh, that's it. That even right there was kind of uh, played more for laughs. Than, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, the I mean, there was a few lines like that. I mean, a few like laughs in it. Like um, the uh, I don't remember his name, but the Gottlieb has that creepy guy that h- hangs out with him with the fucked up eyeball. He keep he always calls Hopper Dick Face for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And um, Hopper gives a line once. He's like, the last thing I need is to get turned to stone. Because it has the voiceover like a PI movie does too. He's like, the last thing I need is to get turned to stone or end up with the body of a goat. It's like, you know. Um, oh, and the the, ta- the, the, the the tiny chalk outline from the guy that gets uh, shrunken was pretty funny too. Um, that was pretty cool when he shrunk. And <laughs> yeah. They say, you, you don't need a gurney. You can take him out in a lunch pail. And then later on, the guy comes. Guy in with comes in with one of those old white lunch with the with the metal lunchbox. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But I mean, I'm I'm with you though because I I was intrigued, especially by the beginning of it. The first like minute of this, when it's like a, um, I love that newsreel thing that it opens with, saying mm-hmm. how magic's the new trend. They're comparing the TV dinners, and I thought that was really cool. And I just got kind of bored by the rest of it. Yeah, I don't have much else to add actually. Dig it. What do you want to rate it? Uh, probably like a five. I thought it was pretty, yeah. pretty, uh, uh, un, uh, not uninspiring, but not just nothing that really blew me away. Yeah. I'm there too. Five for me. Yeah. So right well, down the, nothing at all that would blew me away. Yeah. <laughs> right down the middle. I mean, it's, you know, it's not bad, but it's not really great either. Just kind of like, eh, take it or leave it. Um, Cool. Let's take a break and come back and do, what's the name of this other movie? Bone Tomahawk. We'll be right back. Movies need only three things. Badasses. You tell me who you want done, and I'll do the hell out of it. A chick with drive who don't take no jive. Don't take no jive. Do you know that the female breast known to be the source of life since Eve, can be deadly weapons. And body counts. Body count. The mathematics of murder and menace. The BBNBC podcast discusses lesser-known action, exploitation, and horror cult cinema. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, and SoundCloud by searching for BBNBC Podcast. You can also listen to each episode directly on the show's website at badassesboobsandbodycounts.com. Got the goddamn message? Let's go to work. Dig it. So, what do we got now? God, Bone Tomahawk. Why this? Oh man, something's wrong with my brain. Um, 
2015. Zom, you care to synopsize? I care. I care. Oh, you got an easy uh, one. Yeah. Four men set out in the Wild West to rescue a group of captives from cannibalistic cave dwellers. <laughs> cannibalistic cave dwellers. I got a little tongue-tied there for a moment. So, now you watched this about two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And you convinced me to check it out. Now, was I right? Well, no, I don't say that. We'll find out at the end. So, yes, we'll find out at the end. Now, um, this movie is it does it it takes place in one of the 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 eras that I love westerns to take place in, which is like right at the turn of the century. Um, I don't know why that is, but I, I, I it's like the when they're just getting ready to have uh, new technology or whatever. They don't really get a lot into the, the actual time frame of this, but, mm-hmm. um, and this, uh, this movie, I'm trying to decide how much to actually say about how it ends up because there's two definite feels or two definite, uh, um, I guess uh, gears to this movie, mm-hmm. um, almost like um, what was the uh, one uh, with George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino, where oh, they're yeah, the bank yeah. um, um and then um, it takes a twist. Yeah, um, and they made a TV show out of it, and I just blinked yeah. on the name uh, from uh, Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, the Dusk from da- till Dusk till Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> the Dusk of Dawn. From Dusk Till Dawn. And, and it is. It is. It it does feel. Uh, quite a bit like that because this starts out as um, it's very talky the way it starts, but it starts off. I mean, and, and I've read I've, in reading some reviews of it, a lot of people compare elements of this to the movie The Searchers. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not. It doesn't have nearly the scope of The Searchers, right? Um, and maybe not as much racism as The Searchers, <laughs> but it has some, but not as much. And, um, but it, it's interesting in that the, I guess the scope of the movie actually narrows as the movie goes on because it starts off pretty, pretty wide. It's, you know, and, and we don't know exactly where it's going and then it moves to the wilderness, um, huge, you know, and it seems like it's endless and then pretty much it just ends in a fucking like disgusting cave. So kind of an interesting um, path that it takes there. But um, but really, really, it's the first two thirds of this movie do not fully. There, you got a little, you get a little glimpse of it right at the beginning. But the first two thirds of the movie don't really ready you quite right for the last like maybe thirty forty five minutes. Would you say that's about that much? And I'd if, say you are correct. And if I have to say anything about it, it's that I wish it was just paced a little bit better. Not maybe not. It, I don't know if it needs to be trimmed or if the shocking moments from the end could have bled a little more into the second act. And they could have had a. Do you know what I mean? Like they could have had a tease, a more of a tease of what's getting ready to come. So you get more and more teaser. tense as it goes along. But anyway, um, so you got uh, 
uh, Sheriff Sheriff Hunt is played by Kurt Russell, I and mean, Kurt Russell can grow some fucking mean facial hair, man. <laughs> um, I don't know how long it takes him to do it, but it's goddamn impressive. He's got a full. He's got a great head of hair still, too. I don't know if it's yeah, all his or not. Bastard piece God. of shit. He uh, he's doing something right with that hair. I like him a lot. He's a good guy. Well, he is. He was uh, fucking. You know. To make someone the best man at your wedding is that says something about like somebody, you know, and the fact that he was Ted Nugent's best man. At oh, his no, wedding. was he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I think that says something. Am I going to find out some things about him that I don't want to know? Oh God! You're gonna ruin. You're gonna ruin. No, I mean that's the truth, though. You can look it up. He was the best man at Ted Nugent and Ted Nugent's wife's wedding, and uh, they go on a lot of uh, hunting trips together. And I guess they're friends. Oh no! God damn it! Now I got to go read about Kurt Russell. Fuck that! I'm not reviewing this movie anymore. I'm too depressed. It's like busting your bubble there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. No, but whatever, you know, everybody, I'm I'm sure we all have friends that have different political views than we have. Maybe maybe he does too. Maybe he has the same. I don't have any friends. Um Well, that's true. <laughs> Um and he's got um in uh, in the town if, Okay. But it, maybe you should open up and become friends with a with fucking, a Ted Nugent type. Yeah, well there yeah. I'll broaden my horizons. Have you ever listened to his albums? No. Like Wang Dang, Spoon Tang? I haven't. No? Right. Um, Let's move on. So you, got, you also have uh, Chicory. Chicory. Chicory is a uh, a deputy in town, and I think he seems more of a deputy uh, out of pity more than anything. Yeah. Lovable curmudgeon. Yeah. his name. He's played by Richard Jenkins, who I didn't even recognize... He's looking really old. Yeah. Um, I like Richard Jenkins a lot. Now you're gonna tell me he's a fucking like child molester or something. No, he I just heard that he has like hair going up the inside of his legs, but on the outside it's <laughs> And he has a small acorn cock. Sure. Um, the But I I like Jenkins a lot. And he's kind of a the the character Chicker, he's kind of an alcoholic and um just real real like quirky. Yeah. He's he's blabby. Yeah. And um, so they're in this little tiny no in the middle of nowhere town, and and then they're, they're, that's the he has another deputy. I don't even remember they ever say his name, um, but he has quite a a scene near the near the backside of the movie. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, that was not Buddy. That was um, God. Michael Michael Pere was in this. What it says Michael Pere is Mr. Wallington. Who was Mr. Wallington? I don't know. Was he like the the mayor? Maybe his shit got cut. I don't remember seeing him, and I like Michael Perry. I love some of the names in the uh, near the at the bottom here: the troglodyte, boar yeah. tusks, sentinel. Um. Anyway, uh, David Arquette is a troglodyte. <laughs> yes. So, well, the movie does open. You get a little a little bit of a Sid Haig appearance. Um, uh, Sid Haig and. David Arquette are kind of, I don't know if they're grave robbers. They just seem kind of like gross guys. Yeah. And um, they're basically uh, turning up a burial ground trying to find, I don't know if they, they, oh, they murdered some guys. That's what it was. 
and they're just stealing shit, like clothes and everything. That's just kind of what they do. They hide in the bushes and just be assholes. They're bushwhackers. <laughs> they're bushwhackers. Luke and Butch. Um, <laughs> Whoa, yay. Whoa, yeah. uh, so Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so you do get a hint. I mentioned the hint. You do get the hint at the beginning, which is kind of a, a little uh, uh, a fucked up reminder of what is to come. And um, the, uh, the the proverbial bone tomahawk right in the goddamn forehead. Yeah. Um, which well, you get the, um, the, the it seems like a, a a thing that happens in perhaps in several uh, Western movies is like uh, Jeremiah Johnson. You know, when when they come up to this area and it's like some kind of a burial ground or something, they're like, we can't go through there. Yeah. You know, we should go around it, and somebody's always like, fuck it, let's go through. Oh, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> well, we see the worst that can happen in this. I can't imagine much worse that could happen than what happens in this because of stupid-ass David Arquette and Sid Haig walking through the burial grounds. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Purvis, David Arquette, does get away, and um, we get some some time that passes, and he shows up in town. Now, uh, in the in the small town with Frank with uh, Sheriff Hunt and uh, Chicory and all the other guys, and um, Sheriff Hunt is one of these guys that he doesn't seem to really uh, trust anybody that <laughs> com- yeah. comes in, and he's already fucking with Purvis. I don't remember if he had a reason or not to do it. Yeah, well, so didn't um, somebody, somebody somebody said that they saw two guys? Was it two guys? Or no, they saw one guy. Uh, burying a body or something outside of town. Maybe that's what it was. Because he's kind of he just qu- starts to question everybody that comes in. And, um, well, do we? I can't even remember if we see Purvis after the, the disappearance. But anyway, um, we get introduced to some other characters too. We got in the in the bar when the when the sheriff and uh, Chicory are confronting Purvis. We also in, get introduced to to uh, John Bruder who. You'll be a better with the name for this. Who's he like in Tombstone? Um, was it more like uh, Val Kilmer's character? No, because he's not drunk. Um, he's kind of like the the pretty boy, but he's really fucking good at what he does. Um, Bruder's played by Matthew Fox, who was in Lost and maybe some other stuff. Yeah, I thought I, I just my in my opinion, I thought he stole the fucking show. He was good. I Really good. I'm not always. I, I was not always a big fan of his, but um, I. He's another one. Honestly, I didn't recognize. Like, he's. I recognized his face. I was like, where the fuck do I know him from? And I was like, yeah. you know, Lost is one of those shows I watched beginning to end. I should have just remembered. But see, I, I watched a little bit of that, but I. You know, he was in Party of Five. Remember that show? Well, that was, was a, in that old '90s show. Um, <laughs> I didn't ever watch that one. That one, I just remember that one being on. Uh, I think he was like, I think that was show was like, uh, parents died and he was the older brother taking care of his four wow. siblings or something. Or who was the chick in that? I don't remember. Well, Nev Campbell. Oh, was she in that? Okay. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. See, like, I don't, I don't remember anything about it. I remember. Well, him. that might, have, that, that might not have been the main, uh, it was a, uh, okay, wait a minute. It was a fucking party of five. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Nev Campbell. So, um, one thing that does stand out about the book. Well, okay, I didn't finish introducing That everybody. would suck if, like, your parents died and Ted Nugent came and fucking. 
We're gonna eat moose tonight. So you got um, then you We're also have uh, O'Dwyer played by Patrick Wilson, mm-hmm. who, who who's cast pretty well. Like he he usually plays this a, a similar role. He's one of those guys like uh, Cusack's gotten into where he kind of plays. He seems like he's playing Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Um, and he's got this really fucked up looking broken leg. He fell off the roof putting shingles up or something. Like a holy. God, you kind of can you imagine like because I think uh, in in Ravenous uh, when he breaks his leg in that it's like God fuck breaking your fucking leg in the middle of nowhere in like 1890 just had to be awful. Oh yeah, I mean it would be oh, awful anywhere. now, but um, I've never broken a bone. I've broken my wrist twice, and that's not fun. But I couldn't imagine like I would fucking just throw up if it ever came out of the skin. Ugh. Yeah, my cousin bought a motorcycle and he didn't really know that much about him or know how to ride him and everything which i didn't either but i fucking didn't have this happen and he wrecked it like the second day he had it and Mm. he just happened somehow he i don't know if he crawled he had to have crawled or hopped over into these people's front yard and was laying out there and and they just happened to see him and the they called the ambulance my mom he had him call my mom and she went over to the hospital and she said she walked in there and the fucking bone Ugh. was sticking out of his goddamn leg. And she said that she almost threw up. God, I can imagine. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, that's rough. But not a fan. His um, he's being taken care of by his uh, his wife, Samantha. And if if uh, Matthew Fox is the highlight for you, I'd say Lily Simmons is the low light. for me. Yeah. She was like. I don't know. Nothing about her really like did anything for me at all. Like she was kind of annoying. And then at the end, even when she's supposed to be all like in ultimate peril mode, yeah. she's just kind of like, meh. Like I don't know. She yeah. should have been fucking hysterical or oh, yeah. something, but with what they with what they were witnessing. Either hysterical or a strong woman, and she was neither. She yeah. was nothing. She just kind she was of just kind of there. I mean, she is a she is some kind of doctor or something, so maybe that put a more a more sober head on her. But I don't know. Yeah, well, I um, but anyway, after they, uh, after, what was it they did to, what was it they did to David Arquette in the bar that where he needed medical attention? They shot him in the knee. Kurt Russell leg? shot him in the leg. He shot him in the leg. That's right. It, and it almost seemed like that was some that was his way. Like I, I could see that his character probably had done that a bunch of times because yeah. some of the people in the town kind of seemed like, Oh shit, you know, sheriff, it's okay. Da, da, da. But he wasn't going to put up with any shit. And when Arquette started giving him lip and stuff, he fucking, he just pulled his gun out and shot him in the leg. Uh Oh, what'd you fart? No, Kurt Russell, libertarian. Oh, there you go. Oh God. I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you um, <laughs> I quit. Um, <laughs> we can do it. Uh, uh, I approach assholes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I approach. I approach nothing objectively. <laughs> I'm the worst movie reviewer ever. Um. Anyway, um, Russell's asshole character. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the way he was. He was. He was a. Uh, he t- uh, he wanted Purvis to pull himself up by his bootstraps, so he shot him in the goddamn leg, so he could probably yeah. die in prison. 
Because a good man, the only thing that can stop a good troglodyte with a bone tomahawk <laughs> is a good man with a gun. God, the bone tomahawks are so fucked up. I don't know if they're like horse jaws or what, but God, That's they look, it. ugh, they're d- so scary. Anyway, um, so... They got- yet people don't even know what we're talking about no well you did like because that's what that's what uh you see you see sid haig taking the forehead sid haig man <laughs> what a fucking mug that fucker's got on it <laughs> still uh he hasn't changed at all um anyway uh i just lost where i was i saw him well we saw him I yeah think whorehound or something he went to the bathroom like six times yeah, yeah, he did. He went a lot. Yeah. Him and Ernie Hudson must have had fucking. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, had a, they had a lot of tea for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Their prostate is like the size of my fist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got um, so they they uh, Samantha Lily Simmons is the only medical person in town maybe or something no because yeah. uh huh? chicory does some shit later but maybe he's drunk yeah. um the they 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 basically draft her in the middle of the night to come and help take care of david arquette in prison right and they're just going to leave her there to finish doing her thing because he's it should be safe i think he's tied to the bed or whatever and um but they discover that she goes missing along with the deputy and with Purvis, Arquette. David Arquette. So, you know, through, I guess, questioning um, uh, locals, I guess is how they, dis- they, they determine most likely uh, where this group has ended up. Right. Um, the one Indian guy that comes, shows yeah. up. Or I'm Native American in the bar. And, and they, what's funny is they wanted him. They thought, okay, well, you can help us track him because I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, I love that part because they, they get the one Native American guy that's, that lives at least close to town. And he tells them about this group of cave-dwelling uh, Native Americans that they call troglodytes. And he describes them as a, a spoiled bloodline of inbred animals who rape and eat their own mothers. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ. And apparently they followed Purvis all the way back. They steal the three of them away. And the, the, in, the more of the, in, the, in the most racist part, they decide that uh, they, did, they didn't take the black guy because he didn't taste good or something. <laughs> yeah. They just, slice, they just slash him up and leave him in the... Um, Ouch. the, let's see, well, this is where, this is kind of the first act is setting that up. Then we have the, the traveling. Now, all through the first two acts, you have a lot of this, it's almost like Tarantino-like dialogue, good to go back to, you know, go back to, uh, uh, from Dust Till Dawn comparison. Um, you know the part that maybe stands out the most is the is Jenkins having that conversation about having trouble reading in the tub. Yeah, and, and I mean it's kind of a it's kind of a neat thing. He's like, well, why don't you go? You know, why don't you go buy yourself a music stand? And and it, it really has nothing to do with any of it. But anyway, you, they they form this search party. You got Sheriff Hunt, you got Chicory, you've got uh, Matthew Fox, and you've got um, Patrick Wilson with his fucked up leg. And it's just kind of like you're kind of getting to know them. 
And that's this is like the travel part of it, the searcher's part of it. Well, it's like Matthew Fox's character. You can tell from the word go when he first shows up that he's kind of an odd duck. Yes. Um, the, he dresses really like a, kind of like a dandy, like really immaculate, not like a uh, like he has a like almost like a white suit, uh, white hat, which out in the desert or out in the old bus where it's dirty. And, yeah, yeah. And he's very meticulous, but he seems odd. And and there, you can tell before they even say anything or there's any discussion of anything or any reveals that, like, Kurt Russell's character really doesn't like him, care for him that much. Mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson's character kind of there's some you know something there, like he's just well even just him talking and how he talks about one of the reasons that they take him is. That he um, is the one guy that has dealt with fighting Indians or Native Americans. And he has this reputation. Now, he seems to be almost like maybe like a cavalry guy that was like with Custer or something like that because he has killed – how many did he say people he's killed? Like 160 I, I don't, yeah, something I don't like remember. that. You know, Kurt Russell's kind of a badass because yeah. he doesn't take any shit. He's almost like a Wyatt Earp kind of guy that will – you know, if a drunk comes into town, he'll beat the shit out of him, clunk him over the head, throw him in jail, shoot him in the leg. He doesn't take any stuff. But Matthew Fox kind of almost has, to me, like there was something wrong with him. <laughs> like he was a little bit off as far – almost like he was like a sociopath or something. Um, just the way he would talk about everything was just a matter of fact. Like if if we're out here doing this – do this. If we're out here doing that, do this. Uh, if they do this, we do that. I mean, he had it all down, but he just, like a matter of factly, would. They said, "Well, you know, how many people have you killed?" And he said something like some number that was like a hundred and something, for if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't remember what he said. But, but I mean, that's like men, women, children, you know. Yeah, and the and he's a, he was known for like fucking all the women around too. Yeah. Um. Dig so, it. So. The I'm trying to think of how to talk about the last part of this. I don't really want. Oh, to. I, yeah, I like. I like the. There was some conversation where somebody said something about. He said he was the smartest man there, and they were like, "Well, what the fuck, you know? Like you're some big feeling asshole. What do you mean you're the smartest man here?" I can't remember the exact conversation. He said, "Well, he's he knew he was the smartest man because he wasn't married." <laughs> oh, right, that was him. It wasn't that Matthew yeah. Fox. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Because you know, well, um, yeah, been there, done that. The uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm composing myself. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's a. This is a very. Um, it's the. It's. A, it's. A, it's <laughs> what are you? What are you laughing at? Don't laugh at my pain. The um, <laughs> the uh, the pacing of this movie is a little weird because it's a very like it's a very lean story, and I don't I really I'll just say about the 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 last third of the movie, um, just if you're if you're not okay with graphic violence, this is probably not the movie for you. Yes, yeah, the old ultra violence. Oh my god. 
But it's, I mean, the last the last thirty minutes are just are just fucking like a rock to the face. And rock to the face. It, the movie focuses a lot on things, including their conversation, but also like some like painful stuff. Like it doesn't really pull away at anything, but I think it might suffer a little bit because of that because it feels too long or like almost too. Like it needed to be cut. Like just like it needs to flow a little bit better because it, it's 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 such a lean story. There's really not a lot to. There's not a lot of meat to the plot, but it just kind of meanders along anyway. So why don't why don't you fill some things in here? Um, because I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about the last part of it because it's, right. it's 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 good to leave that one to be discovered. Let's clip my toenails. Um, see time management. Um. I'm kind of like you. I, I I really enjoyed the um, the banter, yeah, and the conversation while they were on their trek, because it, when they take off, first of all, Patrick Wilson's character, like you said, you know, had fallen off the roof, so he had a broken leg, but he insists on going on the yeah. trip. And Kurt Russell even said, you know, you know, it's not a good idea. I think Fox might have said the same thing. Um, because that he would like, you know, surely hold him back, and if something happened, then they would end up having to, uh, you know, take care of him and worry about him and everything. And he was so stubborn because it was his wife. Um, now, might as well do my fingernails while I'm <laughs> get it all taken care of. Um, so, but he insists on going, and and. You get that certain amount of uh, now they handle it well, but you get a certain amount of irritation. I did because I was like, "Why did this dumb fucker have to go along?" <laughs> but in the same instance, you did you, you know if it's a tribe, you don't know how many fucking people are going to no uh, that are going to be there. And there there was only four of them, and one guy has a broken leg. So, but and one it's of them's a, a drunk tale. old asshole. Yeah, and it's a small town, so you know. I guess there was, you know, uh, they were pretty limited on, you know, who they could take, and they, uh, they probably figured they only had a certain amount of time. Yeah, so they needed like to hurry up and get going. They probably didn't have time to get the cavalry or whatever. Yeah, and um, which is literally probably what they would have, who would have, they would have had to deal with it. What would be the cavalry? Um, you know, but it's not like you can pick up a cell phone or whatever and. And they jump in the car or get on an airplane or something. Uh, you know, they might be there fucking weeks later or a month or something when they normally would stop through. Um, but like I said, you know, just just the them they they lose their horses pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and they're they're walking and everything, and it, it, you feel the you know my god how how long it's taking them. And you have to keep in mind, you know, that this guy's wife has been taken and everything. And, you know, they're really put in a shitty situation. It's fucking hot. It's nasty. It's dirty. Uh, they lose their fucking horses. They have to listen to Chicory fucking run his mouth the whole fucking time. But he is pretty funny. Um, and Patrick Wilson talk- staying, try, trying to get away with drinking fucking opium. <laughs> yeah, getting fucking blitzed. Um, <laughs> if you fall off your goddamn horse, it's going to be even worse. When when he was talking about reading the book in the bathtub, yeah, it literally. I was just thinking about that today. I have a whole shitload of comics on my iPad, yeah. but I, when I'm at home, I love 
one of the places where I would read most of my comics is in the bathtub. And I'm not going to fucking do that with my iPad because you instructed me a long time ago, do not ever get them wet. Yes. If you do, you're fucked. So, um, yeah, they don't like being wet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could get, you can get, you can get, um, that waterproof, waterproof cases. cases. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, but so anyway, it costs like a hundred dollars though. Yeah. hundred bucks. What's that? You know, fucking over a length of, you know, you have it for a long time. Um, the villains, if you will, uh, were pretty, pretty terrifying. Yeah. Oh my God. I fucking, I love their, their gimmick. I won't say what it is. I I think that was so fucking cool. I don't know what it was, but it was disgusting and awesome. And, um, God, do you have fucking, like, just cardboard fingernails? Those are fucking, like, talons you're clipping there. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear it? It sounds like you're snipping wire. (laughs) Yes, I hear it. (laughs) Damn it. Okay, you're making me go into my my hysterical laugh. Uh, (laughs) So you're funny. You have something to offer. Nah, man. I'm I'm going to bed after this. (laughs) That's what I have to offer. Um... Usually, if I have two days off in a row, honest to God, it's just—I wouldn't say there—it's a waste of two days, but I pretty much just lay around and sleep. Oh my, dude! I'm—I had because I—I had plans fall through. I had six days in a row off, and by like day two, I was like, my, I was crawling out of my skin. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck am I gonna do? It was goddamn Wish I was miserable. At work. <laughs> and then I met, then I go to work and like I want to fucking go home. So I can't, I can't even make up my mind. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, maybe there'll be a nuclear war or something, or we'll all go into combat, and then we'll be wishing <laughs> we were bored. Oh, um, fuck. Now, there's a certain amount of when you're watching this, like uh, whether it be like the movie Deliverance, or I'm trying to think something less like you know, Man Against the Wilderness, Man in Peril. Where, for me personally, I don't know if you do this or not, but you know, you think, what would I do if I was in that situation? <laughs> I know what I would do. I'd be like, wait, they eat their mothers? Eh, my stomach hurts. I think I would have just laid down and died. They had a lot more fortitude. Oh, my God. Because, but, you know, actually, you know, the Kurt Russell character, um, I guess, you know, he's kind of a leader. And not only that, but. He has a wife and when you and a family and something to live for. Patrick Wilson also He has someone to fight also. for. Chickory uh, doesn't have shit except Kurt Russell. Yeah, he doesn't have shit except Kurt Russell. I don't Russell. know why Matthew Fox is going other than just he wants to like he just wants to kill things. Well, I think that he just is um he knows that that's his thing. I mean, that's his job, that's what he does and and um and he is um he has a fairly uh, um what do you call it a fairly uh positive uh view of himself yeah. he's but like, maybe for good like, reason like he seems like he he lives up to it pretty well yeah yeah and um there there was a certain amount of valor in this that that you know really comes through and is admirable i mean mm-hmm. it's a movie now, I do think that, you know, they 
where I'll we. Just, I'll say this too: if they did somehow convince me to make that trek, as soon as one fucking dude caked in white mud comes howling out of the bushes, I'm fucking done. I'm. <laughs> well, that's the one thing I was gonna I was gonna say is is I think that they purposefully may whereas back in the 50s and 60s this would have just been regular like regular indians yeah they would have just been you know native americans like there was a movie called the stalking moon with gregory peck that was sort of like this and it was just but but you know i thought about that i'm a member of a of a facebook group that uh about you know, it's for Native Americans uh, by Native Americans, and they talk about history of this and that, and And it really puts things in perspective because when you are a Caucasian person growing up, and I, you know, grew up, was born in mid '60s, and grew up all that time. You know, you see the John Wayne movies, Jimmy Stewart, whoever. Yeah. Um, the Native Americans were always portrayed for the for a, a, you know a, a lot of the time. As savages, uh, they would steal the white women and you know kidnap them and do this and that and everything. And that's what you grew up with. That's yeah. how you grew up, you know. Uh, and, and you know they, the, the 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 heroes would be under siege and the savages would be buzzing around like you know uh, like uh, wasps and they'd just be shooting them left and right and everything and and. When you think about the circumstances, was the searchers the one where they were in that tiny little like cabin next to the river at one point, and they're like getting the arrows or sh- what? What am I thinking of? They're like under siege in that in one part of that, and the little cabin is right next to a river, and they're like throwing fire into the through the roof and shit. And uh, I'm not sure that I know oh, that I need to figure out what that one was. Like- there was one with Burt Lancaster that was like that. Uh, that that might have been it was what it was. The Unforgiven, I think, and uh, and uh, the the uh, the it might have been that the no, the other one he did that started with a U, like Olza something raid or raid. Maybe that was what I'm thinking of. Maybe. But um, so I think that by making this group of Native Americans, they 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 purposefully made them. I mean, there's nothing likable. There's nothing, um, you know, when they say that they're inbred and they're uh, you know, they're all, they're almost like uh, redneck hillbillies from uh, the the uh, fucking those fucking horror movie the the uh, series uh, you or not U Turn, Wrong Turn or whatever, mm-hmm. where they're down in the southern part of West Virginia and they're the the college students are out in the and, and they get hooked H- up with H- these exploitation. Yeah, exploitation. Well, these things were like monsters in in Wrong Turn. They were supposed to be inbred uh, rednecks, but when they found them, I mean, they're actually almost like monsters. And that's sort of, you know. Um, but so so uh, you know, I I don't I think that that is done for a purpose. Yeah. But I also think that it kind of. Well, it makes them, you know, the the movie, it's it definitely goes into like kind of like exploitation mode, yeah, um, slightly. slightly. <laughs> it's a cannibal movie by the end, right? And and you know, so like I said, I th- I, I just I, comparing it to some of these other movies, uh, you know, it's it's not something that you haven't seen before. It it just has a twist, but you know, 
back in the in the in the you know forties and fifties, if your parents went to see uh, you know fucking whether it's John Wayne or some kind of uh, you know uh, Rod Taylor or something movie, and you know the the uh, the Native Americans are usually faceless savages like monsters and everybody's like scared that they're going to take their white women and all this and that, you know, it's kind of like a tea bagger thing with, uh, you know, <laughs> African Americans now, you know, all the you know, savages and they're all this and that it's really disgusting. <clears throat> but that said, this fucking movie is for, for our genre mm-hmm. <laughs> or for our group of people. Uh, I think that most people would, will will enjoy this yeah i do think like you said it it, it uh, i kind of had an idea because i watched the trailer before i watched it of what it was going to be uh-huh. it seemed like it was it it really was um it didn't take off with a bang even though you had the arquette sid haig thing at the beginning then it really kind of settles down and you have that um establishing patrick wilson his wife at at their house oh i found uh, the i found the thing that bruder uh told tells chicory near the end that he killed uh, 116 native americans yeah and and that's pretty fucking repulsive you know that's including like a, women and children he's pretty much like a mass murderer yeah um you know but i guess if you use drones and do that then it's okay <laughs> um i just laughed at drones yeah for the record uh, um <laughs> But <laughs> Jesus, the, what is wrong um, with me? Yeah, are you cracking up? Heartless. <laughs> yeah, um, I I think that it it takes a long time to. But you know the the one thing about this is is I think the pacing was kind of slow. Yeah, I really enjoyed them walking and talking because I thought it was they had some very funny moments and shit and some tense moments, mm-hmm. but it it took a long time. But for for what happens in the in the finale, the grand yeah. finale, um, I think it's almost cool that they did it that way because there it, it it's like you go through say. God, I mean, you know, you're three, getting to know them a lot more than three quarters of the fucking movie. But then say you have 10, 15 minutes right at the end that is so over the top, so extreme and so awful that it's kind of cool that they didn't have it because it's almost like the roller coaster ride. If they would have had it that way all the way through then it kind of would lose something if you ha- if, if this the, from the beginning till that last part is like the kind of the slow climb up the up the roller coaster hill yeah I th- and then goddamn when it hits that fucking top i feel like the slow woo. climb could have been a little bit quicker or okay. like i said still keep the shocking but maybe have them encounter that group a little sooner than they did. Well, you did have you did have some some stuff thrown in there where like uh, Matthew the, Fox, the Mexican uh, guys. Yeah, yeah. where it shows how cold and ruthless he he is, but but then you know in it's his, his experience that 
it's survival of the fittest out there and you have to you it's like stone cold stone cold stone cold don't trust, stone anyone, cold. Don't trust anyone where everything out there is there to hurt you you know yeah. whether it's a snake a coyote a fucking briar or a mexican you know, priest yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> shit's gonna so uh, th- those guys are still townies and you know they're kind of like what'd you do what'd you do you know and he's like listen I'm just telling you, if 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 we want to live, and and that if you did make a mistake, you can't fucking sit there and you know cry about it. Yeah. So, but anyway, I I I thought it was really good. I thought it was a really good western. It's, this would, like I said, I think if it was made back in the 50s or 60s, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, um, have it quite be this way. But it could easily be. A, a classic western from that time. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> you know, and you said that um, uh, Matthew Fox's character is your favorite. I think my favorite part of it is probably the relationship with uh, be- between Kurt Russell's character and Richard Jenkins' character. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I like their kind of back and forth quite a bit. That I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Um, I if, to rate this movie, I'd give it. Just because of the 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 pacing, and for me, just because I felt it needs to be about twenty minutes shorter, twenty five, I'd I'd give it an eight out of ten. I thought it was really good, but it could probably be be slimmer. Yeah, I I, I don't uh, disagree, and I'll probably be right there with you with an eight out of ten. I I, it's a big recommend for me. To yeah, our, definitely, uh, definitely check this out. Fans. It's it's uh it's still in the theaters in some places. There's a couple theaters here playing it, um, but it's also like you can get it on. In demand type things, uh, yeah. iTunes. Um, I don't know if like Amazon or whatever has it as well, but um, it's uh, it's worth a watch if you like violent westerns. So good and stuff. And Kurt Russell's mustache. And Kurt Russell's fucking majestic facial hair. <laughs> uh, so that's it for Zishu. We don't have any feed sack again, motherfuckers. <gasps> I need to call the number and make sure that it's. Uh, yeah. Maybe I can make me. Uh, you can always send us feed sack. I'm going to dial it while I'm saying it. Yeah, Fantasy well, you know, that's the one thing is like you can dial that while we're talking. I clip my fingernails and my toenails while we were <laughs> doing. I mean, it's not like you can't do something while you're recording the show. Wait, hang on. You can always send us feed sack to 206 339. Is it 339 16? Oh my God, I'm starting to forget the number. Let's see if this Boy, is. Boy, I got it written down here somewhere. Let's see if this is it. Can you hear that? Yeah. Thank you for calling. Yeah, that's it. Okay. 339-1600. Yes, 206-339-1600. It's still alive. Um, Send this uh, email to 206. Hang on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I left another one. Um, 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Our show is on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, and I think it's still on Stitcher. I haven't even checked in forever. Um, and on our website, silvaandgold.com. Oh, I knew I forgot something today. I forgot to actually put together the uh, the post for today. Save some time. Um the and I join our Facebook group, 
facebook.com slash groups slash Silva and Gold. Um, we didn't talk about what we're watching next week yet, so we'll post that on the group. Um, I think that's about it. Zom, do you have anything else to add, sir? Not a lot. Not a lot. I am um, just happy to be here to serve and to entertain our many fans over these past how many years now? Four? Four years and September, October, November. Four four and a quarter years we've been at this. We've been doing it, dig it. <laughs> doing it, dig it, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, everything's great. Uh, we'll, we'll be back. And uh, I actually had something. I, I probably wrote it down, but I actually had a movie in mind, but it's it's uh, evading my brain. You're lucky I decided to watch Radioactive Dreams because I was going to be like, oh, maybe we'll just do this on the show. But fucking turd. So I'm glad I didn't choose that one. <laughs> but yeah, we'll post it on the group. And, um, turd. Alrighty. Well, until next time, this is a loaf. Oot. Some old little 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 little.